La 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 la. What a lovely singing voice you have. Why, thank you. Should hear him sing zombie. Oh, yeah. That'll hurt. <laughs> <laughs> This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to yet another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Do you like that dramatic pause I put in there? It was dramatic. Yeah. You stole my I banter. So. I did. did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Actually, I did notice that too. We've yep. been kind of changing things up lately. A little bit. That's, that's good. That's my you signature got to keep banter. our listeners on our toes. <laughs> that's right. Wait, no. Keep our, keep our list. We have to keep our listeners on their toes. That's right. Stay tuned for what Steve will do next. Yeah, maybe that's what we should just name the podcast. <laughs> Actually, I think that that third that's a separate a, show. No, that would be a great podcast though. For uh, uh, we, what's Trump going to do next? Mm-hmm. I think you should start that up, starring Shag the Fabulous. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what's going on? Anything new and exciting? You see any spot anything in the news? No, really. Hey, thing. the Canucks beat Detroit. Ooh, really? That's, yeah. If we've got any listeners out there in Detroit, in your face! <laughs> Sorry. We so probably we, do. We never we beat probably Detroit. probably lost us about 100 subscribers now. <laughs> That's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, doing, we're doing okay. Alrighty. We're doing okay. Uh, hey, Ryan. Rob. What are we doing today? Today we are talking with a fellow podcaster named Jeff Thompson from blindabilities.com. What? Nice. I love talking to other podcasters. I know you do. It gives me hope. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else has been doing this longer than us. What kind of listenership does he have? I don't know. I don't know. We can ask. That's true. I guess that's a question for him. Yep. Should should we bring him on board then? We shall compare our our e-peeners. Yeah, we should. Alrighty. Man, you're getting good at those segues, eh? I, yeah, I was so good at that one that you didn't even notice I'd done it. <laughs> you're just too quick today. <laughs> no, I was, I was coming up with a concept of an e-penis. An e-penis? Yeah. Epiness? Or EpiPen. That's, whatever I, that's, whatever, that's what my mind sees whenever I hear the word EpiPen. E-penis? E-penis? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I may have some issues. Well, you come up with a product. The e-penis. It's, an, it's an EpiPen shaped like a penis. There yeah, you go. there you go. Oh, I bet there'd be a market for that. Too. I think there would be. Yeah. Ten minutes of the Sign podcast gone already. Me up. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Minute six, <laughs> four and a half minutes will be edited. So. Right. Well, oh my. We should warn him we're in a weird mood today. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. This is our second show of the week. We're, we're weird. Hello. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Good. Glad you All could right. join us. You bet. And so we're going to gang up on you. All right. 
three on in one in the guitar dungeon. You that's just correct. Yeah, you thanks. Listen, you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your tweet go out too. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I tweeted. You I, did. I twatted about the twatted. Whatever. Twote. He twote. We're in a weird yeah, frame sorry, of mind today, yeah. Jeff. So our, bear with us. We're not live, we, so we recorded uh, a podcast yesterday as well, and so we're this is a, this is a twofer this week. So <laughs> we're we're a little tired and a little bit punchy. Good. That I gives me the upper hand there. It, it? Oh, it does yeah. indeed. Yeah. You've always had the upper hand. <laughs> <lately>. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks so much for uh, for, for joining us. Um, Let's, let's <laughs> what, 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 what Ryan has just lost it. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, over there? Twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. You know, John Cleese always starts his tweets out with morning twat. <laughs> well, we found our intro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. No, so, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Well, give me ten no, seconds. No, you're not. You're not. I'm not starting anything. You get that right out of your system. We're good to go. We'll, we'll wait. No, we're good. Okay. Where was I? Uh, Hi. It's, it's hot. Hi. <laughs> I think you're in between twats. Okay, well, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we don't need to do the preamble where we tell you that it's obviously not a live show and we edit it heavily. So I think that's pretty, pretty apparent at this point. Um, okay, well, let's start at the beginning and let's learn a little bit about you. Uh, how did you break into podcasting? Well, back in the day, there was this audio boom thing over in England, and uh, I got on there, and I didn't want to use my name, so I just made up a handle, Blind Abilities, and slowly, that platform shifted and changed, and we wanted something with more solid ground, like our own website and our own podcast feed and stuff, so I took back my name, Jeff Thompson, and slowly brought it into just blindabilities.com. Now, how old is the podcast? Oh, seriously, it's probably a little over two years, cool. two, maybe three years in, in, in that area. There was a vague period where we were just actually like audio boom continued on, but on our own with a lot of different community members. Now, was it, was it always like, so you started the podcast, is that correct? Yeah. Now, and how big is your, how big was your team and how big is your team now? Well, I just started it out on my own and just started going. And then Pete Lane came along and he wanted to get into podcasting, but he had a big passion for audio and he's a quick learn, a learner. He'll take what I give him and then he reads more and more about it. So I have to give my hats off to him. He got up to speed real quick and I needed to build the website. And so Pete and I have been doing this for a little over two years. And so it's just the two of you guys. Uh, well, there's Nick D'Ambrosio. He's from uh, Toronto. No, Montreal. Montreal, Canada. Montreal. Then there we have, we started another show with Brian Fischler out in New York and Allison Hartley. Um, they're doing That Blind Tech Show. Um, and we're always wiggling around here and there. 
Uh, Cheryl McIntosh has been on for a while, but she's in her master's degree right now, and it's getting pretty thick for her. So, and they just bought a house. So, we're Pete and I and Nick and Brian. Ella, it's growing, isn't it? It's, it sounds. It sounds like a pretty big team to me. <laughs> Uh, and so does everybody sort of pitch in, in different areas or do they all contribute in the same way? Like how, how's the team built? Well, it's built off, it's built off me. It all goes around. <laughs> it's me. all about yeah. you, Jeff. Uh, Pete and I wanted to do some demos. We wanted to do a little bit of this and that. And then I got into some stories talking about people's lives and, we both had his wheelhouse is doing demonstrations. He's just he's just got it. Uh, he worked at the IRS for thirty nine and a half years. So um, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but he's uh, he's got a good knack for telling step by step instructions, and we try and give them from a beginner's point of view, and then stories is finding people and you know telling uh their story what they've done and but i've hooked up with um a lot of agencies i'm on some councils and stuff so we tend to go back into the transition age students like high school to college to the workplace and try and tell success stories for people so what what sort of originally when when you first sat down and and conceived of the podcast and what you guys wanted to do what sort of prompted you to go down that route? Because, you know, I know for us, you know, when we started up the podcast, there were multiple different ways that we could go. And, and in, in a way, you know, we've kind of shifted our direction that we originally were going down. So w what was kind of the inspiration for you guys when you when you guys first started? Well, I think the main thing was I liked audio. Pete liked audio and we liked uh, doing started out like almost like a cartoon stuff you know a lot of effects a lot of uh special sound effects and everything and it was just fun to dance around with music and then there's this copyright thing that you can't use so. uh, yes. <laughs> yeah we know that well yeah so we just started playing around and then also we started finding our niche and then i started getting interested because i'm surrounded by different uh I would say blindness communities. I'm not heavily into any of them, but I'm I'm surrounded by them, and so I have a lot. You know, when I was teaching at Blind Incorporated, there's those people, and they're all across America now. Um, so out of all these people, there's so many little stories to tell. So telling stories, uh, letting them tell their story, or how did they get there? Um, what was their journey like? Um, and then there's some people who are. You know, like Jack Chen, he's climbed Kilimanjaro. He's mm -hmm. done lots of neat things for the Google lawyer. And he came on board with us. And I kept in friends with him for a while. And they, you know, you just keep in touch with them and then so on and so on. You start meeting other people. And pretty soon, you know, there's more people, you know, they become aware of you. And you just, you just get opportunities that you got to snap up you know it used to be you know can we really call them you know, yeah oh sure <laughs> yeah they're, they're real you guys are real people too you know yeah. I mean? well well some they, of you they are i'm not i'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm entirely in I, ryan's head yes. i was speaking we, to you you know that we, we reprogrammed his google home to 
Um, oh. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I know for us, you know, when we first started, we we conceived of it obviously as as something that was very you know focused on uh, assistive technology and so equipment, software, and and. You know, we quickly found that the most interesting and engaging shows for both us and the listeners were when we brought in, you know, live people in the studio and when we actually sort of broke away from talking specifically about, say, equipment and talking about people and, and their stories. Because you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's really amazing once you get out there and you realize that there's so many incredible stories to be told and those are the most re- those are the episodes for us that that we enjoy the most as well so yeah and there's yeah. lots of great podcasts out there that that are strictly you know about tech Product, yeah yeah it's hard to you know beat new zealand at getting the first one out you know? <laughs> yep. yeah, that's right that's right they got 16 hours on them. But, you know, at the, when it, the world ends, we got 16 hours to dominate. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Gla- glass half full. You're, you're assuming you know where the start of the world's ending is. <laughs> That's a good point. And it starts at the international dateline, apparently. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll write the history where, of that. We've got a few hours to do it. But. Whereabouts is Korea? <laughs> That's pretty close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's see. But you're right. You're right with technology. I mean, how many times can you go over a recorder? How many times can you go over, you know, uh, uh, an Alexa? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I just set off the whole world right there, didn't I? Oh, we that's do it too. Power. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's power. That's right. Um, well, yeah, and it's you know, and that's why you know, podcasts like say Cool Blind Tech they do such an incredible job because they they come out with this huge. Um, huge amount of material every week and they they always seem to be talking about something relevant and something they're always finding news stories around tech um and uh you know again who can compete with that so you know we just kind of let them do their thing and we're sort of we're sort of you know settled into our own little niche so it's it's interesting how podcasts sort of do that you know you may start in one area and then you just you find a different route yeah like when I listen to David Woodbridge out over there in Australia, you know, he's he gives great demos on stuff. And, but, yeah, it's it's you can't compete. You can't compete with the latest, the greatest, the, how much you have, how fast you get it. Uh, you unwrap it once, you know. Yeah. But yeah. people's stories, you know, people, they're, they're endless in a sense. And it's not always the big, big people. You know, you, you don't have to go to Kilimanjaro to have a st- story. No. No, you know, yeah, absolutely you don't. Um, and, you know, and I don't even think we look at it as, as competing. You know, really it's all, everybody's sort of bringing something different into the community and serving the community. And that's kind of how we've always tried to, to approach the podcast as well. So, and that's, yeah. kind of, and that's kind of why we like, we love reaching out to other podcasts and getting their stories uh, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just evolves. As you said, it, it evolves. You know, and like I'm curious to ask the question, what is the guitar dungeon? You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious now. Well, you see, you have to have us on your podcast in order to find out. <laughs> Stay tuned, <laughs> folks. Can't, that's right. Can't, can't uh, divulge that secret. Look at that. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you work the angles. Eh? That's Ryan's right. secret lair. No, it's uh, it's actually Ryan's basement. We've, we've set up a nice little home studio in his basement, and he's a, a guitar player. So his uh, his walls are covered in guitars. One wall. 
Well, I was trying to. I was trying to make. I was trying to <laughs> yeah, make mean, it sound impressive. I've been meaning to talk it, about your. Lack it went of to this big wide spectrum to this. Oh, I just, know exactly. That's right. Yeah, mm, size matters. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm told. Um, What's your favorite guitar? Of the ones I have, or the ones out there? The ones on your wall. The ones on my that wall. One, that one wall. My Hagstrom Viking Deluxe electric guitar. Ah, Hagstrom. Yeah. What's the most challenging part of the podcast for you? I think the most, it would have to be releasing it. Um, the process, you know, you get it in the can, you get, you want to walk away from it for a minute and then you come back to it and you see what you got, you know, how right. many, how much stuff you got to edit or what, did you get the theme right? Did you get all the stuff that you wanted? You know, it's mm -hmm. it's just the just part that nobody sees the the behind the scenes stuff. Did the recorder work? Did all that stuff? Did that glitch really glitch out a minute? You know, or there, there's just so many little things. Then you get to the editing part and you like it and you're saving it and you know it's just that the tedious part of putting it together to where you like it. I'm I'm with you, Jeff. That I really think that that is the hardest part of the podcast, and and I like to refer to the people who do that as unsung heroes. <laughs> uh, maybe, perhaps. Uh, you bet. <laughs> really, the heart and soul of any podcast. Wow! <laughs> oh, it, it is the James Brown section. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because you got an idea of what you want to do, and like you guys did a uh, podcast of Karen Santiago. And I've known her for a while, and I was out in Orlando, and it just so happened I was at the same table with her, so I asked her to do a podcast, and it took me a month and a half to wrap my brain around it because I missed a lot of it because Pete's recorder uh, went on the blink or something. Ooh. So I don't know what I had and all that stuff, and I didn't have the story, but then sometimes if you let something breathe for a while, like wine it just <laughs> then it comes to you and yep. i always i always talk about it like it's like beating a necklace you, you you take what you got you look it all over and then you start beating a necklace like i want this then i want this then i want that and you start going and you put it together and there it is sometimes like your guys' podcast you do a lot of interview stuff yep um a, a banter i like that the banter <laughs> back and forth when you guys are going back and forth um, yeah, I, I like that. That's a good style. I, I'm not as good at a style. Like I've tried styles like that, but it seems like you just fall into what you do best. And my best area, I suppose, is the editing area. Yeah. You know, it makes it for us. It, uh, that's kind of why we always kept it to three people, you know, three hosting. It just, it takes the pressure off a lot because you don't feel like, you know, the entire the entire uh, show is sort of resting on one set of shoulders. So it does make it easier. And plus, it's just a hell of a lot easier to banter between three of us than, That's true. than yourself. Yeah, than myself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not bad at it in my apartment at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, you I have, have a cat. Admit, have a cat. So. Um, now, is it a weekly <laughs> podcast? We don't have dates on ours because otherwise you'd be pressured into yep. nailing a date. And we don't have... Um, I wouldn't say there's any real rhyme or reason to what that next podcast is going to be on about who's in it or what style it's going to be. If a new gadget came out and we're using it, we like it. Like when C&I came out, 
seeing AI. Mm-hmm. Um, did a little something on it, but everyone else was doing something. But I just wanted it for our listeners too. You right. Know? Right. So sometimes you have to weigh that out. You can say, oh, it's been done so many times, but you know there might be little Joey down the street that listens to your podcast and goes. I'm waiting for them to do their seeing AI so I can learn about it because right. they might not have that. But, you know, you guys might do something that our listeners don't listen to. So it'd yeah, be nice to be, have a big collective co-op, you know. <laughs> That's true. We should. We should create like a just a big no, global network of assistive or just of accessibility podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think they got the World Wide Web. We should tap into that someday. <laughs> the, what did you call it yesterday, Ryan? The the, the wubs? What would you? Dub, dub, dub. The dub, dub, dubs. <laughs> the dub, dubs. Um, yeah. No, that's smart. You know what? That takes a lot of pressure off you. That we're See, we're stupid. We've, we've already set up this expectation. We're doing this on a weekly basis, but. Yeah, but I try to get guests. Like, I've got guests booked till mid-December right now, so. You know the pressure isn't really there because I plan so far ahead. Now mm-hmm. that's that's it brings up an interesting question. So because I know for us, I know the answer for us, but have you found that it can be tricky finding guests? You know, I think before I make the phone call, before I do anything, I worry about it more than it really is, and I think I've broken through that. Just put the call out there. Put the call out there. Put the email out there. Um, Susan, Susan Robinson, I just did a podcast with her. She's out in New York and I saw her Ted talk and I just was sitting on the couch when I was listening to it. I said, okay, here's her contact. Click, 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 you know, sent it out. And about three and a half weeks later, I get this email. Who the heck is this? You know, <laughs> I would love to come on here. I'm like, what? And I didn't I even go invite back you. back and see what I sent her, you know, like, yeah. My wife's, who's Susan Robinson? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. then it all comes back to you real fast. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, you know. So it, it's fun to get excited about someone wanting to come on. And mm-hmm. it's fun to find people. Uh, I don't find it hard to find people. I have a, a harder time putting out all the stuff that I have found. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of been our experience, too. I mean, it's very rare that that we get turned down. Um, you know, there's there's the odd one that you just never hear from again. Well, I yeah. guess that is turning turning us down specifically, but... That's only happened, I think, two or three times. It's very rare. I mean, in general, people love to come on and, and talk about themselves and, and tell their stories. So, you know, it's pretty rare. I mean, I think the, the only thing... We had, a, we had a bit of a Rick Hansen mix-up once, but that was it. You're never going to let me live that down, are you? Not ever. <laughs> nope. Nope. You, you, did you get the other Rick Hansen? We sure did. <laughs> no, I bailed before we brought on the other Rick Hansen. I'm but, sure he's still waiting for your call. He's waiting for for us to Oh, probably. Contact. You know what? Maybe year three. Anyways, anyways, John, see, look at, see, he's tricked us into, it's like we're, he's interviewing us now all of a sudden. Oh. Why are we telling stories? <laughs> you sneaky bugger, you turn the tables. Oh, Molly, Molly Burke, I've interviewed her two different times. One time it, she was in the car and her mom was driving. Oh, that's awesome. But, you know, sometimes, you know, she runs, she used to run a bit, lot busier schedule and now she's moving to Los Angeles where, I don't know, California time's a little slower than other times you know i must have offended but, her because i've reached out to her twice and never once gotten a response back so does she know about your guitar wall 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what that's what it is, Ryan. You just have just to mention mention the guitar. Mention the word dungeon in your email to her, and she'll have nothing but time for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting that sometimes when you want to get someone on and you have a like a technical glitch, we had a person yeah. we had two technical glitches, and on the third time, it 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 didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't work. But it, if you all remember. Uh, Skype had a period of time when it was going through a growing pain there and everything was screwing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was distorting and all sorts of goofy stuff. And this person came on and their voice was all scratchy. We just couldn't use the quality. And so, well, I played one of those this last summer. I was out in California there and I said, well, this is what it sounds like. And they said, oh, we know him. That's how he sounds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I just purchased Zoom. Oh, yes. And I we love Zoom. I've been experimenting with it, and I just did an interview earlier today. Uh, someone wanted to interview me, and it won't be out till Christmas. But um, it was interesting because I was hearing stuff, you know, a little bit of artifacting, a little bit of this. So I was, like, playing the... I was really listening, so I recorded it on my audio hijack just to hear it, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of curious how it will sound from their side. Well, we we used to use Zoom for some webinars that we were doing, and I think we used it for a couple early on podcasts, yep. and it was rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah, it worked out really well, and I think that's going to be our fallback if there's ever you know a Skype issue or we can't get a good connection, we'll jump over to Zoom. Yeah, well, and it sounds like Skype's going away mm-hmm. at some point, anyways. They're, they're the desktop version, yeah. right? Which uh, to me, that's that's the only version that's worth anything. That that, that Windows app is terrible. <laughs> so, iOS is going away for Skype. No, 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 no. The app, the apps are fine. It's just the the de- like they have a, they have all the apps for Skype, but then they also have a, a a computer desktop version. Yeah, like you can download the desktop version of Skype from Skype.com, but Windows 10 also has like the phone app, the messaging app, and that's mm. that's all part of Skype. So you use one for one thing, the other for the other, and they're just not as not as good. Yeah, so. I. I've tried a couple other things. I can't even remember their names and stuff, but Skype has always been the the universal yep, yep, uh, yep. the go-to, you know. Have you guys ever noticed like depending on who you're interviewing, like you could interview someone that, you know, sailed the world or did this and that, and then you interview someone who's a good gamer and lives on the couch in front of a TV, but they have like a $400 microphone and and these CEOs of these companies sometimes have like, you know, their iPod inline microphone going. We did. How do I sound? Yeah. We did an interview with somebody who had, I think was in the corner of the weakest part of their house where their Wi-Fi would be. Oh, geez. It was, it was horrendous. Yeah. I remember that. I, 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 yeah, I remember that episode. It's burned (laughs) into my head because it was painful. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't happen all that often for us yet. So, but I think it really comes down to the content because if it's good content, I'll look at, I'll listen through a conch shell. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll, I'll lean into it. You know, even Molly Burke in a car driving sure. on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not what you dream of, but 
you know, you take it. But it's all about what she's saying too, yep. you know, and if what she's saying is engaging and, and sort of it's going to connect with your audience. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what, what it sounds like. Spe- so speaking of recording, <laughs> did you actually hit record? Who, me? Uh, no, he's no, talking to no, me no, and no. I'm, I'm staring at him with alarmed eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> Alrighty. We're thanks. All right. Thanks for that, Steve. <laughs> Got the adrenaline going. No worries. See, this is why the pros like Cool Blind Tech have you rec- have their interviewees record on their side as well. Yeah. Just well. So there's a fallback. I'm recording. Attaboy. See, there you go. <laughs> See, you're a pro. You. We can learn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn and that's right. the thing about listening to all podcasts out there. You know, there was a period of time where I just put on the blinders. No pun intended, but. I just looked at the goal of what I want to do, kind of like you guys looking at what you want to do, you know. You just kind of go for it, and you find your groove, and then you start looking at other other podcasts out there, and it doesn't it, – it's easier to listen to them when, once you find your groove because you're not distracted. You're not trying to be someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that is definitely was a concern when we first started. I mean, I started – you know, when we decided to do this, I sat down and I, I just, I Googled, you know, assistive technology podcasts to try to see what's out there. And uh, it can be intimidating when you see what else has been out there, especially, you know, you come across guys like, you know, Cool Blind Tech who've been doing it for four or five years. Um, you, you can kind of fall into the trap where you look at that and go, oh, we could never do that. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it, there, there is a benefit to just sort of sitting down and doing your own thing. Well, yeah, it's. I remember the first time I was on Cool by Tech, but it was back when Sean and Garth were on it. You know, Sean from England and Garth from Australia, and you know they'd gone through uh, kind of a revolving door for a while, and now they've locked in on James and Nelson. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's like at certain stages, you know, you start thinking, you know, is that what we want to do? No, we could do some of that. We could do this or that. You know. But then you start forgetting what you really want to do yourself. You know, you got to yeah. you got to be able to produce it. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys divide up the labor in this stuff, but, you know, sometimes podcasts, you're halfway through a podcast and you're already in the head, your head going, this is a editing nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob does the, all the editing. I, I, so. You're seeing right into my head right now. <laughs> but... Uh, Give people who maybe aren't familiar with your podcast a little taste of of what kind of topics you guys do touch on. We touch on anything that starts from high school to college to the workplace, like transition age students. What you know, what tips and tricks and techniques and uh, technology they would need to successfully bridge that uh, transition to college and then onto the workplace. We start there, and some of these people really, you know, I've lately been doing a lot of them who are, you know, 18 to 20-some years old, and it's like, you know, the world's going to be okay, you know. There's some really good people, really smart people. Then you get other people who have been graduated, have been in the workplace, and you start interviewing them, but it all goes back to when they first started dealing with their education to gain the confidence and everything. And you can see that in people who have had like good advocates, a mom or someone who was a great advocate to make sure that they got the stuff they needed as they climbed that chain to where they are today. And they bring that with them. They, they, 
you know, they go to a job and they self, you know, they have a great sense of self-determination, a great sense of what they need to get the job done. Their productivity stays the same. They just have to work harder sometimes to get there, but they, they have that win, that winner, that drive inside them. And that to find people with drive is really interesting. You don't always need like a Cadillac to get there. You don't need the best training center. You don't need the best equipment. But if you have a good drive, you just need a Buick. Not knocking Buicks, but you can get there. <laughs> but you guys probably notice that too. You interview people and they have something about them and you find that something in them. And hopefully they can share some of that. How do you see the transition lately? Do you, do you find that people who are, are going through that transition now have an easier time with it than, say, two years ago? I wouldn't say it's two years ago. When I was teaching back in 2006 to 2010, 11 and stuff, I saw the transition happen from the students that we had to the students that were coming in. They had jaws their entire life. They had jobs in kindergarten, let's say. So they were walking in the door and their uh, note takers were going, and, <laughs> right. you know, and they could read Braille 300, 400 words a minute. You know, they were just cranking it out, but they never made a sandwich. They never walked down the sidewalk alone. Mom cut the umbilical cord at the door. Here you go. Right. <laughs> Good luck with Joey. And, you know, that, that was the thing, but... So I was at Blind Incorporated at a time, and I came up with this Willy Wonka elevator analogy. I don't know if they all got it, but you can't just take everybody and go from floor one, two, three, four, five. I mean, if they they could teach our Braille teacher how to do Braille, you know, not necessarily that, but mm -hmm. you're starting to get a different clientele in. So to shorten this up, it's it's different today because there's such an easy access to information that we have today than we had. We, we did it differently before. And now I did teen night for uh, four years, once a month. And those students graduated with their peers in high school and they started college. And then four years after that, I saw them graduating. But they're all graduating at age 21, 22, 23, you know, normal. Hmm. So... It's changed. It has changed because when I first started in on blindness back in 97, you know, college graduates as a blind student, a lot of them were coming out at 26. Right. You know, so is it easier? I don't think it's easier. It's different. What do you, what do you kind of attribute to that? I think the difference is awareness that more and more uh, institutions today are aware of inclusiveness. Uh, is it the ADA? I don't know if the ADA, they, they all use that as leverage, but I think colleges and how press gets out real fast, colleges want to, don't want to be known as right. not inclusive. And so they're all abiding, slowly coming on board to making sure that their disabilities I don't know. I don't know if the U.S. government is giving breaks to colleges that spend money in this area, but it's slowly changing. It's slowly coming about where accessibility is just understood. Yeah. Um, App Apple. I mean, who whoever thought someone would do that? You know, right out of the box. And now you have other companies putting it in there and 
growing. Look at what Microsoft has done over the last two years. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree 100%. And I would also throw into the ring social media. I think that the, the online communities that exist now for you know people with any sort of um, impairments there, there's a there's a support system there, and you know we, we talked a little bit about Molly Burke. I mean that's a perfect example. I mean she has this this incredible YouTube channel and has seen some real success. Um, and other blind people can can look at that and realize that they're they're not limited. That so uh, you know maybe there's there's less of a of a you know an internal sort of lag in terms of what they decide they want to do. So they you know, right out of high school, boom, they're going straight into college because, you know, they, they're seeing that other people are doing that, that they're not limited. Yeah. And they're right along their sighted peers. So their sighted peers are getting educated just as much as anyone else. You know, I used to say, you know, when you go into school or you got a job or something, every time you get on the bus, 60 people are impacted each direction, you know, so that's 120. And then, you know, you go right. from your work into your work, all the people at your work, we're all ambassadors. So I think when I first went blind in 1996, 97 area, um, I asked, where are the blind? <laughs> you know, where, where, where do they keep these people? You right. know, I didn't know. I, I never was exposed to it, but I think today more and more people inadvertently are exposed to them just just because it's more acceptable. It's more parents have come through these years that are accepting that their child's blind, but it's okay for them to be blind. Some people used to hide them away. You know, right. I'm not talking about institutionalization, but I'm talking, you know, kind of a shame factor a little bit that you don't want to be known as the parent with a blind kid or something a lot of has gone into it to make it to where it is today and i think you know you got i got to hand a lot to nfb acb um groups like that podcasts like yours podcasts like the other people it's just building awareness that success is possible and it, it it's contagious because you see your friend you know has a guitar wall you want a guitar wall you know <laughs> or you see a friend you know achieve something on their iPhone and said, how do you do that? You know? So like you said, the social networking, the sharing of everything, people are interacting on, you know, 140 characters, instantaneous access to information. It's easier today in a sense, but I don't know. I don't know. Is it easier for the sighted people with all this stuff too, compared to sighted people 25 years ago? It's yeah. a good question. Yeah, I think sighted people use social media a little bit differently, oftentimes than uh, than somebody uh, visually impaired. You know, one one we post a lot of pictures of cats. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, but uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in the the groups that are dedicated towards uh, for you know, like we've got a Lower Mainland visually impaired community group on Facebook, and. A lot of the stuff that's in there is either people asking questions like, hey, how do I A, B, or C? And a lot of it is uh, political commentary, you know, people who are talking about, okay, you know, we need to, uh, you know, hit up this uh, this minister because uh, these decisions are being made over the next little while. So I think it's, it's allowed people to be a lot more political than they were before. Um, but it also is that support network for when, you know, when things go wrong. 
And, you know, I think back to my time at, uh, as, a, as a counselor or a trainer at uh, Bowen Camp in the summertime. We used to bring in these kids from around the province and, and uh, teach them computer skills. I think where I saw the tipping point was when we taught them to use, um, what was it, M- MSN chat? No, not MSN, MS, what, what was mm, it? Me- MSN messenger? MSN messenger, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, these kids who only saw each other at camp, really, um, and, you know, had the occasional phone call in between, maybe, um, all of a sudden, they were communicating full time. And uh, the next year, they got back to camp, you know, we had been teaching them basic JAWS skills and had just gotten them up to the point where they were using MSN. Well, man, their, their skills accelerated by the next year. And those little buggers were pirating Harry Potter novels online <laughs> yeah. the next year. So that was one of the first things that they put me on. You know, I don't know if you remember what were they called? Uh, they weren't email lists. They were uh, oh, uh, listservs. Listservs, yeah. Listservs. And got on there and all of a sudden I was communicating with these people on the Internet, which was kind of taboo. You know, you yeah. don't know them. And, <laughs> But, you know, when I first lost my eyesight, I went there and these girls put a Braille note on my locker. So it was in grade one. So I spent the hour and a half on a bus. I was way out and uh, I deciphered it because I had my ABC card. <laughs> and I, I deciphered it. I mean, that's all you as a guy. That's all it took for me was a girl to write me. I was up 35, 40 words a minute within three months. Because they, they kept writing eight and a half by 11 sheets to me. And I was like, Hey, I like Braille. (laughs) (laughs) Braille for me, baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. You find an incentive to learn, you know, a little joy to it. Like you said, as soon as they could communicate, you know, 12 months out of the year, this was the game was on. Yeah. Yeah. For free too, you know, Mm -hmm. or relatively free. I guess you had to still pay for your internet connection, but. Oh yeah, ching ching. Good old days. Hot mail. Yeah. Oh jeez. Hey, what bod were you? That's where we all started. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, you know, it makes it really interesting. Interesting to to sort of contrast the way that it was and and the way that it is, and sort of sort of dissect well what's different and. You know, I, I have to, for, for as much as I have a, a love-hate relationship with, with social media, uh, I think, you know, they deserve a lot of credit in, in building these communities. Um, I mean, I see a lot of Facebook groups that just don't need to exist, that are just completely useless. Um, probably most, I would say 90% of them probably. Hey, easy. And people who like pasta. Facebook group. The Adventures of Daisy Barkley is a very important page. No, no, it's not. (laughs) Pictures of your bulldog. Yeah, it's a bulldog. I was going to say pit bull, but... Uh, Anyways, um, yeah, no, so it's, you know, it it is an exciting time for for both uh, the, the idea of inclusion and accessibility because it just seems to be more of a prevalent conversation. I think we can see that even... You know, on a corporate level, because like you said, more and more companies are, you know, engaging in this um, accessibility and inclusion conversation that never would have bothered before. Well, like Microsoft did that inclusion program where they're looking for they did some with the autism spectrum uh, looking for 25 people. Then, you know, you have other people like 
um, Jeff Bishop going out there, uh, a few other people that are known in the community being hired by them to impact, you know, the opportunities that uh, Microsoft is going to bring. And it has me wondering, I'm a Mac user, but I keep one, you know, I, I try and keep a finger on the pulse out there. And, you know, I mean, I, I could complain a little bit about other companies, like you take Facebook, you take uh, Apple and stuff, and they say, yeah, accessibility, accessibility. But, you know, other than the, the novice, kind of a no- novel thing is, you know, the picture being described a little bit. Right. You know, some things break and some things, you know, you start to wonder what's the team doing out there, you know. You know, it's we're a lot, lot further. We're sitting on a top of a mountain almost. You know, with having access to all this stuff, all you all you need to do is travel the world to come back home, and you you won't complain about any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And you know, and you know, I think we had uh, Neil Milliken from from Access Chat on one week, and sort of had the same discussion with him. And he was a little he was a little less rosy about it. He was like, "Yeah, we've definitely made some progress, but." We, there's still a long way to go in terms of, of accessibility and corporations. Um, and we need, it's important to sort of keep them accountable and, and to keep them, you know, to continue pushing their, their boundaries and, and making things more and more accessible. Because, you know, really, until we get to the point where every single mainstream device or piece of software or app comes out that comes out of the box completely accessible we still got work to do well you can say that you heard it here on at banter first lg is now going to release washer and dryer machines that talk i've heard that well they did a they donated i think a hundred of them to their the korean blind Union, I'm guessing at that, you know, some their organization, kind of like an NFB or something, and they donated a hundred of them to different schools across Korea, and now they say they're going to be released here, and they're going to include more and more appliances. So uh, I'm sorry I brought up tech. We were doing so well. <laughs> no, it's good. You know, we, we've mentioned on the show before that Philips has a line of Blu-ray players that are uh, that have speech output as well. That's right. You know, so we're slowly getting there. We now are. just the market has to adopt it. Or they're just well, they're not going to see a yeah. point in continuing it. It's really interesting. Like, you know, it started with curb cuts. And everyone started mm-hmm. using them, skateboarders, sure. bicyclers. And then you start moving into other type of areas that, you know, who thought that books on a record player being <laughs> read would someday lead to Audible yeah. and people in cars and yep. uh, talking voice commands would lead to people being able to control their appliances and yeah. household stuff. And, you know, where we've come in the last, you know, with uh, the Alex, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Google Home and all that other stuff, where we've come in the last five years, mm-hmm. let alone 10 years with the iPhone products, but five years, where are we going to be in five more years? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And I mean, I guess the, I think for me, the key key to it all is the fact that they really need to realize that, you know, accessibility features on any sort of given mainstream product benefits everybody. Like a talking, a talking uh, washer and dryer would benefit me just as much as it would benefit Ryan. Um, a talking Blu-ray player, like, you know, uh, audio descriptions on Netflix, you know, so that I can watch 
something on Netflix and be in the kitchen and it's describing it, you know, that benefits me just as, just as much as a visually impaired viewer. So I, I've always said that, you know, I, I taught for five years and after you teach something for five different times, you, you start to understand how to teach it. You know, it repetition, you, it, it comes all the time. And I think when a developer works with accessibility and stuff, it really makes them sharpen their pencil mm -hmm. and get down to the nitty gritty and they have a better product. Right. And, you know, there's so many companies out there that do a great job and they just include it and from ground up and yet, you know, some, some are catching up and hopefully they, well, they will. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know where we're going with it in five years, but it's just, it's fun to be here. Well, right I mean, now. even, yeah, I mean, even if you look at Apple, I mean, Apple was the first one on the bandwagon in terms of uh, really starting to bake in accessibility into their product, you know, which would have been the, you know, the, the iPhone. Mm -hmm. uh, they were the first one to do it and it did so well. And now, you know, everybody, everybody's doing it. So, you know, and it, it really just takes one success story to really start that, that groundswell building. Well, like you got autonomous cars coming along and, you know, my gosh, you know, it, it seems like such a far off dream, but you know, they're looking at 2020 for some fleets of like, mm -hmm. cab, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it as being fleets. I'm not seeing you go buy your own. It'll be like Ubers show up. A vehicle just shows up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, why do you need to maintain and do all the other stuff? It's like people that live in a condo. Because they don't want to mow the yard. Well, why not just hit your iPhone and walk out and get in the vehicle and, you know, there you go. Well, who you know, was it? Done. Who uh, was it that we were talking about talking to that was telling us about the LG, the, the LG automatic, yep, automatic lawnmower, autonomous you a, lawnmower. You got to bury a wire in your yard, sensor wire hmm. of some sort, but you can even run it off an app on your phone. Yep. You know, these iRobots, I have an iRobot and it travels the house, you know, and I don't know how hypnotic it is, but <laughs> <laughs> it's going around, it's going back and forth, it's going here. And, you know, I wonder if they just have a random thing in there that sooner or later it'll get everywhere. But yeah. you start thinking it's intelligent. And after a while, it's like, okay, it's a now, it's, it's neat. My wife loves it. And I. <laughs> I look at it like I know your I know your plan. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get under my feet at some point and yeah. kill me, because that's what all robots want. At the at the end of the day, kill all humans. That's <laughs> that's their ultimate goal. And now they're going to put a lawnmower blade on one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Terminators. Oh my god. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, well, listen, Jeff. Tell p the fine people uh, where they can find blind abilities on the World Wide Web. You can find it at blindabilities.com. You can download the free app from the App Store. That's Blind Abilities, two words, Blind Abilities. And on Twitter, we're at Blind Abilities. Awesome. That's pretty straight, straightforward there. That's, a, that's as straight as they come, my friend. Indeed it is. Well, thanks so much for, for coming on and bantering with us uh, for a while. Putting up with our idiocy <laughs> hey it, it was great I, you know i've listened to you guys on the podcast and stuff and i hear you guys talking back and forth but i finally made it to the 
guitar dungeon. You did. That's right. <laughs> you did, and, and we'll even thanks. release you. Awesome, Jeff. Okay, well, thanks again. Good luck with the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you again. You guys too. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, take care. Take care. That's that's it. Have you listened to the Blind Abilities podcast, Ryan? They are in my pocket cast yep. podcatcher. I do listen to them from time to time. Typically what I do is I browse through and see who their guests are. Yeah. If I find someone interesting, I'll listen to it, but I, ha- I haven't did, looked lately. Did you listen to the Molly Burke one? That's the one I no, listened to. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's good. It's it's very good. Yeah. I really wish she would do our show. Well, I'm going to keep reaching out to her because maybe I haven't been able to find a direct email for her. I've been like leaving a comment on her Facebook. Yeah. And maybe she just didn't see the comment. I sent a direct tweet this morning. Maybe it didn't go through. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. So, I mean, she's, she's getting pretty big. So. Oh, she, yeah. She's super she's, busy. So. Yeah. She's been, she's very, she's very involved in the whole YouTube community and. Yep. And AMI, not to mention AMI. So. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Just beg. Yep. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Rob. Where can people find us? Well, they can find us in the Guitar Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Or they can find us on the interweb at www.atbanter.com. You know, we should actually mark your place uh, on Google Maps as the Guitar Dungeon. Can we do that? We, we probably could, know. yeah. Can, we, yeah. Can, you, can you go in and edit? So yeah. would, I have, would I have people knocking on my door saying, I want to see the Guitar Dungeon? Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, I don't want You might that. find a bunch of people in leather <laughs> leather chaps and stuff. So so mark next door. And like, mark next door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's not do that. A bunch of Germans in fetish gear <laughs> showing up. <laughs> we want to enter the guitar dungeon. We brought our whips. <laughs> that was a terrible German accent. I apologize yeah. to the people of Germany. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. No, not, not for the content, just the accent. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whoa, whoa, where were we? Where were we? Uh, yes, they can also email us if they so desire at atbanterpodcast at gmail.com. And hey, did you know that we're available on Facebook and Twitter as well? I did. And people can find us on Facebook if they search for AT Banter, all one word. And on Twitter, we are at AT underscore banter. How about that? That's pretty incredible. Anything else, you guys? Um, What's going? Oh, ne- oh no, never mind. We don't want to no. announce next no. week because this isn't going to air in right. chronological order. So. Right. So we can. We're actually talking to the future, so we can That's be like, right. "Hey, how about that nuclear war?" <laughs> 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 and we have about a seventy-five percent chance of being right, <laughs> the way that I see it. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks everybody for listening in. I have been Rob Minow. And I'm Ryan Flurry, And I'm also Ryan Flurry. Clones. Okay. I'm not. I'm Steve Barkley. You don't want to be me. Oh, I sure do. No. Absolutely. Look at all the guitars you have. (laughs) I'll sell you one. (laughs) (laughs) Need some money. (laughs) I'm not gainfully employed. <laughs> all right, that's it for us. We're out of here. See you all next week. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C A N A S S T E C H.com or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. 
For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com.